0: Today's conversation is with Daisy Chung, the Director of Sales at Orem. It's clear to me that we're catching Daisy on the upswing of her career. She's certainly an up-and-comer and and someone whose potential is completely uncapped. In her early days at Orem, she was the number one sales rep and was recently promoted into management. She shares extremely tactical guidance on how to get the job done as an early career sales representative. I'm thrilled that we had the opportunity to chat with Daisy because she just lays it out how it is. She tells you exactly how to do your job and how to do it really well. If you're an early career sales professional, and even if you're not, I know you're going to love learning from Daisy and she is somebody whose career I'm going to be tracking from afar for quite some time. Let's jump in to today's episode. You're listening to The Ramped Podcast, a podcast connecting industry heavyweights with the next generation of talented professionals. We're on a mission to build transparency into the practical realities of your early career by exploring how the world's best did it themselves. Our guidance will help you discover and launch a successful career in sales, technology, finance, and many other industries. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. We are here with Daisy Chung from Orem. Daisy, welcome.
1: Thanks, Danny. Uh, thanks for having me here today. Super pumped uh, to talk and get to know what you have to ask today.
0: 100%, 100%. Well, we're we're very excited to have you. You've been tracking your career for some time. And we are very lucky and fortunate to have you share your guidance with us today. Before we jump into those five questions that we ask everybody here on the Ramp Podcast, we want to know who is Daisy Chung.
1: Awesome, that's a great question. So, who is Daisy Chung? I'd say she is. She's a dreamer. She's a doer. She is a city girl. Born, and raised in San Francisco. I lived in New York. I lived in Los Angeles. I have. A big heart to to do a lot of things in life, and I have a big heart to help others. I fell into sales at a young age, right after college, and I became a sales professional. It became a big part of my life, and that's who I am.
0: Love it, love it. Dreamer, doer, and 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 loves being in the city. Which city do you prefer out of the three you mentioned?
1: I think San Francisco is always going to be a cold close to my heart. Being born, raised there, lived there for over, over 18 years. But Actually, now I live in Las Vegas. So very different from how I grew up and moved around. So, so we'll never know where life takes us.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I, like you, left SF. I am in LA now. So not too far away from you. But I digress. Let's jump into those five questions that we ask all of our guests. So whenever you're ready, we are good to go.
1: All right. Let's rock and roll.
0: So question number one. What is the best investment an early career salesperson can do for themselves and why?
1: Yeah, so I say the best investment is to believe in yourself. So this costs nothing, but you're investing in yourself mentally. A lot of times in sales, it's an emotional roller coaster. Once you're in it, it's highs and lows. There's months you do really well, months you don't do so well a lot of times, whether you're not or not, you're, it feels a little, um, there's a big comparison to others because everyone's always looking at numbers, always looking at dashboard, and whether you know it or not, you feel compared constantly. So the more you can believe in yourself and what you can do, the farther along you're gonna go in sales. And I say that because a lot of times you can feel defeated and rejected after a bad call, a bad day, a bad, whatever the case is, and you see someone doing really well, If you get in that mindset and you're upset and you start doubting yourself, typically your results will follow. But if you believe in yourself and know that bad things happen, or if you're able to not take things personally, then mentally you're going to say, hey, just another day. Hey, that was funny. He hung up on me or she hung up on me. (laughs) I'm going to make another call now. That's going to get you super duper far in, in your sales career.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's free, which is great. And the investment is totally true. And it's something that you just got to either commit to or not. And there are, I think you probably know this as well, but sales people come in all different shapes and sizes. There's no one shoe that fits everyone. There's no magic bullet that will get you from a to close deal. It's really about the voice that you find. And the only way that you're going to find your voice on sales calls or in Sales meetings, or even in business in general, or at different companies, is to believe in yourself. You have to, because at the end of the day, you are the person that determines your attitude, your mentality, your confidence, and really how far you get.
1: Exactly, exactly. And a lot of times, where, where I tell my team actually is you got to focus on what your story is, how you sell. For the top rep, the top person can sell a certain way. And because you're not them, if you copy exactly what they do, it's not going to resonate. And you're not going to exactly mimic those results. But if you learn a little bit from every single person in the org that's being well, doing well, and you take what's the best of them that resonates with you and your personality and kind of summarize and put that out in the world, that's when you see the most results because you're you're still being yourself while learning from others and you're believing and knowing with conviction that what you're saying is true. And, and that's when I see the most results. And I think it's really, really important because a lot of times in a sales org in tech, the reason why there's multiple reps in a org is because there's a lot of pipeline out there and the, the company needs to, to drive revenue. And if you think and believe in yourself that, hey, if another AE or tier gets hired and they can hit that one million revenue or book that 10 meeting, that means there's enough pipeline out there for, out there that I could actually 2x, or 3x, or 4x or 5x, because it's out there, I just got to believe in myself, have a process. Find efficiency so I can perform and get all those deals or meetings out there. And so that's why it's super important to believe in yourself and know that you are in full control of what happens. It's not the market, it's not what the objections, because the fact that your company is hiring more sales reps means it is possible and you can do it and you can own all that territory and pipeline out there.
0: Well stated, well stated. You must, you must believe, must believe at the end of the day. Well, transitioning to Question number two, how has your view on sales changed throughout your career? And why do you think that is?
1: Yeah, I'd say sales as a whole, like as a career, I, I've seen it trend so that it's a lot more prevalent and even mainstream, if that's the right word. And what I mean by that is because when I joined sales probably over seven, eight years ago, no one really talked about it or knew what, what software sales, at least specifically. You know, sales existed as a functionality there's car salesmen, there's retail sales, there's insurance sales folks. But in terms of software, Sarah, it was never something I've heard of, nothing my friends talked about, never in college where someone says, says hey, I, I want to be in tech sales. Hey, I want to be a sales development rep. Hey, my goal is to be an account executive. Never once heard that. And so nowadays, I see boot camps. I see college graduates reaching out to me all the time, asking for a career advice to be an SCR, to be an account executive. I see people just publicizing. I see LinkedIn. There's like influencers in the sales world. It's it's really becoming a thing where it's a lot more prevalent. And I, I think the reasons being is people are starting to notice how how I think not only lucrative the career is, but fun that can help you grow, it establishes great relationship not only with your team, with clients, things like that. And I think that's why in a sense sales feels like it's blowing up compared to what it was before.
0: Yeah, you're right, Daisy. I think the ecosystem has been built around sales and the stigma I hope is dropping, right? The stigma of the smooth talking wheeling and dealing salesperson has gone away and it's yielded to what I think is actually prevalent with most, if not all, near all salespeople that I meet. It's here to help showing value, understanding pain and really understanding fit. Like if it's a nug. and not a good fit the best salespeople will still tell you that straight up hey probably not the best fit for net right now and i think even further sometimes you'll even recommend other companies that could be a good fit so but i agree with you i think that ecosystem is being built in the proper way and supported by folks who are coming out as influencers and hitting linkedin and new trends to support salespeople not just throw them out into the wind and say hey you figure it out for yourself it's really turning into this really it's really turning into this this career and this pathway for folks.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, and I think that's why, um, that's why there's even more people interested in sales at a young age, because it's becoming much more prevalent. There's much more visibility to it. And, and I, I could even foresee like I started to see colleges have sales courses, intro to sales. And I think it's gonna spearhead a new generation of, of the next generation of seller, which as you mentioned, it's a lot more diverse. It's not the stereotypical, but it's, it's stereotypically someone very outgoing, very boisterous, had that, that certain charm and charisma. You still see that, but you see, you see introverted folks, you see technical folks, you see folks that you would not have imagined be a top rep, be a top rep, and I think that's the beauty of what I'm seeing in the landscape today.
0: Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Salespeople come in all different shapes and sizes, different attitudes, emotional states and certainly introverted, extroverted combination doesn't really matter. It's just what you do with the opportunity that you have. Well stated. So moving on to that third question, what is one mistake you made early in your career that helped shape the way you operate today and how has it shaped you?
1: That's a a really good one, Danny. So I'd say I'd say it'd be early in my management career. So I became a first-time manager about five years ago when I was 25 years old. So I just aged myself here, <laughs> but I'm <laughs> I was sure I was, I was a young manager. I was age 25, it was my first time managing a team, about eight reps. And one of the mistakes I made was becoming friends first and thinking of my the reps on my team as friends because that's what they started as. I knew them before I became a manager. So that was very natural. And which leads to, to being, it's, it's really hard to be a manager when you are friends because you have that personal relationship. And it makes it a lot harder to have the hard conversations. There's a certain bias, whether you realize or not, because you don't want to hurt your friend's feelings, or you want to give the bad news, or you just have all these thoughts and feelings. And, and you also take this personally, if you feel like, hey, this, this person's not doing their job as I know they can, it, it's hard for you to go through that internal struggle. Hey, like, you know what I say, like rush to a happy hour after, we're gonna get lunch over the weekend. So that was definitely an early mistake I've learned um, going to management. And at that time, I, I fell into management. It was something that was guiding me towards that next step, which great experience and highly recommend it. I, I always say if a management opportunity is presented and you're debating, Always take it because at the end of the day, you can always be an individual rep at any point in your life. The management opportunities are far and few between and the skills you get will make you a better rep for wherever that goes and gives you that taste. So long story short, I was very grateful for that experience. I had a wonderful time, a wonderful team, but it was tough. So this time around, I transitioned from an account executive to a sales director. I chose to go to management and knowing that it's much easier to separate those thoughts to make sure that my job here is is to be friendly and of course i like the people on my team but i'm not your friend i'm here to manage you and guide you and get you to the next step and without all the biases of of that friendship
0: Yeah, it's a hard it's a hard line to walk and i like you had an opportunity to lead a team at a similar age and i frankly made some of the same mistakes right you just when you're moving from peer to manager it's a tricky tricky transition. And you really have to have that mindset. And I don't know, no matter how many times I heard it, or I had great managers around me and great peer managers, or even folks who, who managed me that told me that as much, but I still didn't resonate. Right. I think you just have to go through it and learn that mistake or learn that transition period yourself before actually owning. It. And it sounds like you, you've certainly done that, but it is. It's it's daunting because you want everybody to like you in your first manager job, right? That's pretty much it. You want you want your team to think of you as as someone respected and someone they 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 want to believe in and, and frankly like delivering bad news kind of sucks, right? It's not it's not fun and being people isn't always the most fun, but once you get past that initial fear initial shock or initial setting i think you're in a really good spot to become an, an amazing manager But we've, we've heard as much about you in the background so we know that folks on your team are certainly lucky to have you as their lead
1: yeah no no of course danny i think that's like really an important topic that similar to like sales when it wasn't really talked about being a first-time manager i don't think there's enough content and enough support and help because whether it's in sales or anything else it's a it's a it's an exciting, a very thrilling, exciting jump. There's also scary. It's lonely. You don't have peers, like direct peers to collaborate with as much, unless you were onboarded with a cohort of first-time managers. But usually that's not the case. Usually there's a couple of veteran managers and just just one new, new manager. And yeah, I, I think that's a huge topic on its own. There's not enough training or thoughts or, or conversations and making that leap. It's kind of expected, hey, you're good at your job and management makes sense and you should be a great manager. And as folks know in sales, a good rep does not mean a good manager, doesn't mean a bad manager, but there's no direct correlations because the job of management is very, very different from being a rep itself.
0: Very, very true. Very, very true. Yeah. Just high performance in one does not mean high performance in the other. Great, great thoughts there. Thanks for sharing too. I know it's not always easy to share mistakes and I appreciate you going a level deeper with us there. Moving to question number four. Who has had the greatest impact on your career? And if you could expand it a bit, that'd be great as well.
1: Yeah, I'd say I started my sales career right out of college. I was around age 23. And there was an account executive and mentor named Drew Glover at the company that we clicked right away. And so being really young and new in sales and having someone you click with, he was an account executive. I was in the sales rep. And we... The way he communicated just like clicked really well with me and then i saw him become rep of the year crush out his number and not only that i i saw a very personal side to him where he's creative and funny and also does well in sales and sociable and and i looked up to him and and from there i aspired to be a rep just like him and i saw him move from top rep to management and then from there, he's left the company, lead, led a partnership team at another company. And now he's starting his own venture capital company and off to doing amazing, great things. And so I think you never really forget that that one person that inspires you, motivates you, you feel like you resonate with. That's a couple step steps ahead of you early in your career, because even now, nowadays, even though we're both in really different worlds, it's still very inspiring seeing someone do all these great things and, and really expand their life all of startups from from sales. So I'd say he's made the greatest impact then. And even now, as I see, he's doing amazing things out there.
0: That's great. Sounds like someone you were super fortunate to sit by at an early stage in your career and have to ask, does that mean VC is next for you?
1: No, I'd say good question. But no, VC would not be in my career trajectory, at least like not at this time period. More so the inspiration that you can do anything you want like back to the first question where I know it's cliche but I think believe in yourself is such an important investment that stems early from sales because that leads to great things like sales isn't forever it could be you can go from sales AE VP of sales CRO maybe CEO and go up that ladder and that's awesome that's great you never forget your your humble beginnings but I also think it opens doors like sales very very relevant to a lot of other fields if you want to even change department, let's say you want to become an engineer, which I know sometimes on polar opposite sides of sales, having that sales background will lead you to be, I'd say, a better engineer, being able to work with different stakeholders, maybe sell your product idea, things like that. Or if you want to start a business or transition to an entirely different place, because you believe in yourself, like sales gives you the opportunity and he's done just that, which is very admirable in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that's great. and. Frankly, like even if you're interviewing for a different position anywhere, right? You need to sell yourself. So at the baseline level, even to get in the door, if you wanna take a new career path, you're gonna to have to learn your story and get it down pat because you have to, you, you have to be the one to advocate for yourself. And again, love the threat, but it has to come from belief. Really great thoughts. We are at the pivotal last question, the one that we've asked all of our guests in all three seasons of The Ramp Podcast. But if you could go back in time, now that you have the benefit of hindsight, what advice would you give yourself as you are entering into your career?
1: So the advice I give yourself if you're entering a, in a sales career is to invest your money early on. And I say this because a lot of times people like sales is it can be lucrative if you're doing well. I'm not going to say like everyone in sales make a ton of money because you have to do well to to make pretty good money. But if you are doing well and you get commission, usually in the sales world, typically your commission is like exactly what you make for your base. You have your base and then you're on target earning, which is usually two extra base. And so with that, there, there's extra money. You probably would, that, that's unpredictable because your commission changes from month to month, quarter to quarter. And I say invest early because a lot of times maybe you want to blow that money's extra money. You want to like have fun with it. Wow, I just got a big commission check and I'm going to go out and party. I'm going to buy this nice thing, whatever the case is. And, and then eventually you, or maybe you save the money. Whatever happens, I think the biggest advice is if you invest it early on, that money is going to grow with you as you progress your sales career. If you're in sales, you're in it for the long run, you know you're going to be in it for one, three, five, ten, ten 10, 10 plus years, that money is just going to constantly grow and grow for you. And it also pushes you to work harder for your next commission check. Let's say you make a good commission check, you put it all in some sort of invested portfolio, whether it's stocks, crypto, I don't know, buy really cheap real estate, whatever the case is. And now you have no extra money. You're like, okay, I got to hustle. I got to get that next big commission check. And it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy so that you're successful. And then years later, when you're five, 10, 15 years in your career, that chunk of money that you invested early on, year after year, would have grown, ideally to a place where if you wanted to take a break from working and do something else, you absolutely can.
0: Yeah, love it. Great advice. Great advice. And I'm sure some of the folks who are around me early in my career, my sales career, know that there was a point in time where I was receiving those first commission checks where I wasn't as responsible with my early <laughs> checks as I possibly could have been too many, too many nights out or dinners or stuff like that. So I think it's great advice. And just you got to commit to it early, time value of money and compounding your money too. If you start early, you'll have more later. It's just simply how it works. So, so I think really, really good advice, especially for folks who are about to receive that first commission check, because it is—it's crazy, right? You get the the first time you have one of those, you're like, oh my god, what do I do with this? The first time, and a lot of times it's the first time you've earned any money of significance. So, it's a definitely a fun day, but be responsible with it. I, I love that advice.
1: Yeah, and and one and I, I remember when I first started, someone who was a little more experienced than me shared with me that his philosophy was you, you save your base amount because that's constant. And then whatever commission you get, that's your that's your bills, that's your rent, that's your spending money. And that also propels you to always save consistently. You'll know exactly how much you'll save at the end of the year because that's essentially your base. And then commission-wise, if you're doing great, then great, go have fun. If you're not doing great, then you gotta be a little more frugal. So that's another perspective as well. I think the main thing is have a plan, invest early it's good it's gonna go really far for you especially in in a sales career
0: love it love it well daisy this has been great you have so much guidance both strategically and tactically and i really appreciate you sharing your wisdom with our audience i know they are going to love this episode before we let you go where can folks find you
1: Uh, you can find me on linkedin that's linkedin i think that's Backslash Daisy Chung 13, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I also have a YouTube channel. You can look up YouTube Daisy Chung. I do videos on sales as well. So yeah, you can find me in those two places.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Daisy. We loved having you. And until next time on the Ramp Podcast, bye bye.
1: Hi, Danny. Thank you for listening to the Ramped podcast. To access
0: our show notes, the Ramped platform, or to become a corporate partner, visit www.RampedCareers.com or email us at sales at RampedCareers.com. This podcast is brought to you by Ramped. Ramped is on a mission to democratize job access through learning and career discovery. Until next time.